cliffcentral.com Domestic workers know the ins and outs of South African families and often make interesting observations on married life. Today, we'll be tackling marriage in the 21st century with Mandla and Langa. Between them, they have 35 years of experience with 13 families. So this should be a very rich and informed conversation. Let's take it away, Tools. Um, we'd first like to welcome Susanna Mandla as well as Susanna Langa. Thank you so much for being back. You're welcome. <laughs> we look forward to this conversation. So, Mandla, let's start with you. From what you've seen, I mean, you've had extensive experience with a lot of different families. Um, what to you are some of the greatest challenges that you've seen in marriages in the 21st century? I think the challenge is um, coming between a husband and a wife. I think it's um, loss of respect. Oh. Yeah, there is no more respect between a wife and a husband, because like now um, people they just think that we are equal, hmm. you know. Because you know everybody now is educated. You might find that a wife is a a, a, a CEO at a workplace, or a husband is doing a, a lower job than he than his wife. Hmm. Then there, there is always challenges because as a wife, sometimes you take think that, you know, I'm a CEO at my workplace. Then you take that status to home. So that's interesting. That, so do you think equality compromises respect? I think it does. But now, don't you think that maybe respect in marriages before, because women weren't yet empowered... Um, was one way. So, you know, it was, it, it was the, the woman who had to stay in her lane and to respect the husband as the, the authority, the breadwinner, the head of the household. And so now that women are increasingly independent and uh, self-sufficient, um, and they bring just as much to the table as their husbands do, that maybe the respect now is more mutual, or do you think it's creating competition? I think to me it is creating competition because if you look like years before, where women were like, you know, respect, look up to their husband, where there wasn't competition of equality, mm-hmm. marriages lo- uh, lasted long time. But was that this good for women? Were, were those the kinds of marriages that women deserve to be in? I think in some marriage, yeah. Because I'll, 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 I'll say like, you know, like my parents have been married, were married for 50, for, for 45 years. But do you feel like the, the women uh, felt silenced because they had limited power? You know, so they had, you know, because there was the breadwinner that was the husband, that she was limited to how free she could be yeah. in the marriage. But when you look at, at nowadays marriages, it's one month they're married, the second month they're divorced. Mm. So, and children, if like, if like it's last, it has lasted up to two or three years, definitely there will be children in the, in that marriage. Mm. And now the children are torn be, apart. Mm. 
Mm. It's either they go with the mother or either they go with the father. And then there's always be going to be a lot of fighting, of maintenance, things like that. Do you think it's the men who aren't taking it well that now women are rising up? Or do you think it's women who are rising up and maybe it's going to their heads? Or do you think it's a bit of both? I think it's a bit of both because men as well, they feel like they are being challenged by women because before women were so quiet. And women, when they get to that point that they are at higher places, they just take it too Too far. Too far. Mm. That they forget that, you know, in a marriage you have to work like, you have to be two people doing Mm. In the same uh, position, mm. like respecting each other, not like because, you know, I earn more than you, so you can't tell me to do this and whatever, things like that. I mean, we've seen now how mothers raise children completely differently because of equality. Now they say, no, it's both our roles and... You know, so I'm not just going to wake up and feed the baby. We must do it together, those yeah. sort of things. But sometimes just in in the desire to have that equality, sometimes a woman might actively decide to not do the thing she she should be doing for the sake of showing the man. Proving that, a point. Yes, exactly, yeah. that yeah. we must be yeah. doing it together. And so so I, I agree with you that I, I can believe that to a large extent, that that desire to express a form of equality in the home can be quite problem- yeah. problematic. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think two things yeah. need to happen. I think women need to realize that empowerment comes with a level of responsibility Absolutely. and empathy, yeah. right? Yeah. Which actually is true to our nature and is something that should come mm. like quite naturally to us. But the other really important part of women empowerment is educating men. You know, because I think oftentimes they're just not. They're not conditioned for it and they're not prepared for it. Yeah. And so I think you're right. You know, I think the problems li- lies, the problem lies at parents when children are young. Mm. If there is a boy child and a girl child, they should be treated, trained how to do chores. And treated equally. Mm. Equally. Yeah. Not because the boy is a boy. He can't wash dishes. Mm. So he, it must start there. Mm. It's difficult to start to a man, a grown up man who's already married to tell him, please can you wash dishes? Mm. Please can you wash your clothes? Mm. I think it is, it should, it should start from the beginning when they are still young. But I really love what you said here because I think women empowerment is often framed as something that can do no wrong. Mm. You know? By a lot of, by a lot of feminists. And in large part, I can, I can agree because I think when you've been held back for so long, um, and, and freedom is, is novel, it's new to you, um, that you, 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 you we're just, we're, we're excited, guys. <laughs> we're excited. It's like, you know, when you get a, a new toy, I don't know. Power to us is like a new toy. Yeah. Um, and so is. we're still, we're, we're exploring it and we're, we're getting to know it and, you know, we're, we're testing it out. And that's a very normal thing to do. Um, but I don't think that's an excuse to, to be irresponsible and unempathetic to what men are then going through alongside. So I think you've, you've, you've touched on something very important. In the same breath, I, I think that often people that, were oppressed or are oppressed and are heading towards new forms of freedom are never offered the time to adjust. Yeah, sure. You know, and, um, and, and maybe this is the adjustment 
process absolutely which but is it, probably yes. going to cause a lot of yes. damage it must be an active adjustment yes. Yes. though and yes. we must hold them accountable yes. and what it's called is the slingshot effect right so if mm. you think about a slingshot you know if you hold something back far yeah. enough and you let it go yeah. it like yeah. leaps yeah. far ahead yeah do you see what does. i mean yeah so i think it's about having conversations like this yeah. and it's about women um i think holding themselves accountable yeah. you know because when it's coming from a man even when you know even though i understand this um, and I hold myself accountable. Sometimes when it's coming from a man, I get defensive. Yes. Do you see what I mean? Because yes, you don't want to hear it coming from a man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think it's about us as sisters holding each other accountable. Mm. And yes, I think that is a very unique condition of the 21st century. Okay, Langa, any thoughts on the on the greatest challenges that are facing marriages in the 21st century? I think it's um, it's a combination of three. Lack of communication, mm. uh, lack of commitment, Oh, and marital affairs. Ooh. Cheating. <laughs> yes, we want to. Yeah. We want to. We definitely want to go into cheating. Yeah, yeah those three. I want to go into commitment. Mm, oh, commitment. I'm curious about. Okay, <laughs> yes. can you try and unpack the three? <laughs> well, I think um, when you choose marriage, it's a journey. Yeah, it's mm. a journey and a very long journey. So. When people get into that, it's something that you have to be committed to, that you got to live your life every day to that commitment. What it's not you, an easy thing. What do you think is challenging commitment nowadays? Um, I think people people are not ready when they get into that marriage. Hmm. I think others get into Finish. marriage for... Like, that sake of... Because I want to get married, I want to be in that white dress, but they don't understand. So women especially want a wedding mm. and not maybe a marriage, right? Mm. They don't understand that there's a long journey to that mm. and a lot of commitment is needed in there mm. for one. But also, I mean, what do you think it is about our lives in the 21st century that makes us struggle to commit? I think it was easier to commit back in the day because people, for some reason, were more settled but maybe nowadays the demands on our our lives my mother always tells uh uh-huh. my mother always tells me it's because we have too many options now mm-hmm. you know like she she always tells us that back in her day they were so limited <laughs> that mm. it was very easy for them to make a choice and yeah. stick to it mm. and, and now we can have everything what do you think of that about choices mm. There's too much competing with your decision to be married. You Mm -hmm. want a career. You want to travel. um, You want to be, I I don't know, independent and express yourself. Maybe you want to explore your sexuality. or Maybe you never want to get married and you have that choice now as a woman. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then we still have these like values installed in us, these traditional values from when we're little girls that at this age... You've got to get married because your biological clock is ticking. Well, um, with career, I don't think really, maybe for some it affects, but like if I had to have my career on my side and my marriage, I don't think that that can stop me committing to what I've chosen. Because mm. where does career come into to affect you from your time? Ma- because, because like, in that in that commitment that you've got to like do your if you're a woman that's married you've got to f- follow do what you were taught by your parents that in a marriage you must do this do this do this mm. you've got to love every day 
But What's going to stop you from loving every day? Your career? Before it was bad enough that men had to, to compete with children for their women's attention. Yes. <laughs> but now yes. they've got to compete with children and no. careers. careers. Uh, do you think that might be tricky? Just from a time point of view, just because we only have 24 hours in a day. Or do you still think <laughs> you do what you need to do? Hey? I, I still think, um, okay, because the times have changed. Yes, people are not going to do what they have to do mm. because they've got their mind of their own. Mm. But is that why you're saying maybe then they're not ready because they haven't found a way to balance those things? Well, I should think so. <laughs> mm. Okay, but what? So you mentioned so that speaks to commitment. Mm-hmm. You said um, communication. communication. Mm-hmm. In everyday life, I think communication is very important. Uh, because if you don't communicate with your partners, everything is doomed to fall down in that marriage. How, how do you see um, husbands and wives making mistakes in communication in the household? And it's funny because we can communicate so easily nowadays because of technology, technology right? Yeah. Communication has been made so so instant. I think uh, um, people need to communicate every day, wherever you are. You've got to speak because if you don't speak... Then I think that's where there will be a problem. So you're talking about speaking. <laughs> so there's it different forms a, of communication. Yeah. You're talking about speaking. You think speaking is important? Yeah, I think it's got to be. It's got to be like that in in the marriage because if there's silence, then mm. nothing's going to work out. Now, do you think this business of um, communications technology is a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. Do you think it's the right way to communicate? You don't um, think so, Mandla? Mandla, you, you disagree? Yeah. I think in a marriage, mm. I think communication, talking to each other face-to-face, mm. I think that's the good thing to do. So where's the struggle in, in married couples speaking to each other? What do you think makes speaking to each other difficult? I think it's lack of understanding each other. Okay. If they don't understand that they don't understand each other, that's why I'm saying that for them to stop this um, talking to each other through cell phones, things like that, it's not a good thing. They should talk to each other. You know, I can hear your voice. Then I can hear the tone of your voice. Right. But mm-hmm. when you write something there on a WhatsApp or what, what, it, I don't think it's going to, it's going to solve anything. Even myself, like now, talking with someone, writing to me a message and things like that, it's not on for me. And you don't realize how someone's really feeling, right? Mm -hmm. No, you don't. But when we are talking, like now we're sitting, we're looking at each other, you can see how the person is responding to you when you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And coming to this thing about challenges in marriages, I think the other things is, the other thing is that before, when people were about to get married, mm. a a young lady will sit with the aunties. Oh, yes. Yes. And they will tell oh. her all the challenges she is going to face in that new family she is going to mm. and how to react from those challenges, things like that. And the guy will be with men as well. But nowadays... You know, they meet in town, like in Jobek, yeah, I love you, this and that and that, with thinking of getting married, and they just go in that marriage, they don't even know what they're going to see, how, what they're going to find there. So do you think marriage is not simple, it's not an easy thing, it's something you have to work 
towards it every day. Do you mm. think in the 21st century that we're not looking to our elders as much as we used to? No. I don't think so. Yeah? No. Because, you know, people now, they are well educated. The elders are not educated, so they know nothing. So mm. they can't tell, they can't tell you what to do because they, there's a that's ancient mm. history. But do you, but you think there's a difference between education and wisdom, right? I think they. But you know, I also think that part of the struggle is, um, that our desires as couples in this generation is a little bit different, I think, to the desires as couples in the <clears throat> previous couple yes. of generations, you know? Yes. So I think sometimes, yes. you know, it's, so for instance, like couples that now move in with each other before they get married. Yeah, which was know? a taboo which, before. Yeah, which was taboo. So, yeah. so the decisions that are being made now in relationships are a bit different. And I think that's also partly why the younger generation might think, oh, but my parents wouldn't necessarily understand how we want to conduct our relationship. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it might contribute the, to that. Yeah, things have changed because even I remember when I grow up, when you see the elders coming towards you and you are walking with your boyfriend, you just separate. <laughs> you don't know each other. Yeah, he must go his way and you go your own way. Yeah. Because but you hadn't legitimized it yet. You yeah. hadn't. Right. Yes, mm. yes. But nowadays you see them; they're hanging each other. They are kissing in front of the elders. Mm. The, things but are different. I think, I think it's it's true. It's like. Mm. Um, you know, everything's fast yeah. in the 21st century. And I think that applies to marriage as well. Mm. You know, you it, it's it's much easier to get married nowadays than it was before from that point of view. If you don't have to work for something and follow the right steps and the right screens and get the blessing of, of your family and your elders, right? Um, there's almost, we don't really commit to the things that we don't have to work for, mm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. My dad always says, because um, I've got four brothers, and my dad always says that no one must ever help them raise Lobola mm -hmm. because that's a sign that you truly understand the value of that decision. Mm -hmm. If you can make that money and still be financially stable. and Exactly. Still and it's not even just about working for something, right? It's about mm -hmm. sacrificing for something. Yes, and yes. that's where Lobola comes into it. Mm -hmm. And perhaps, you know, not moving in together, you know, and waiting until you can afford to buy a home together, yes, you know, exactly. and, if, uh, you know, so many people aren't having weddings anymore, for instance, a yeah. lot of people just go and get it done legally, yeah. you know, and they'll have a small affair, but saving for that wedding, asking for your parents help, asking for your parents counsel, mm. you know, and also holding back, like you were saying, um, affectionately, you know, from each other. Because you haven't actually put a stamp on it yet. Mm. All of those things, I think, strengthen a commitment because you've had to sacrifice and you've had to work for something. And it's interesting because sometimes it can actually be problematic, our pursuit for freedom, right? Because now we basically are saying, yeah, we, we're sexually free as a society. Mm -hmm. We can have any sort of relationship we want. There's no limits. But at the same time, some of those things were put in place, not just for tradition, but for learning certain crucial values in life you know yeah um ways of thinking i think freedom is something that needs to be handled very responsible mm. responsibly rather because i think freedom can work against you langa something that i would absolutely love to explore a little bit further r with regards to communication is how you communicate very difficult information because you know, sometimes your spouse will make you very angry. <laughs> you know, you'll get you'll you'll get frustrated with them. You you can't always get along. 
But how do you say very difficult things in ways that are loving enough for a person to see that, yes, it is with kindness that they're saying this to me? You know, so how do you how do you get to be able to communicate very maturely in that way? I'm 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 always uh, of the impression that it should be a face to face thing, especially when you're saying something difficult. Uh, I think speaking out, but but like because if you don't um, if you don't speak out, those uh, problems unsolved problems they're mm. going to come up again. They'll I want to know surface. because men are really difficult personalities. So are women. Yeah. <laughs> but men have egos, mm. I think, first and foremost, right? And so they're probably more defensive than women are in that sense. And so, I mean, I know, for instance, like my mom has a way with my dad, mm. <laughs> you know, of communicating mm-hmm. certain things. Yeah. And so I want to know from you, how do you think you can communicate something to a, a man Who's got an ego? Who's got an ego? Well, and who's got a temper? Obviously, you would have been mm-hmm. living with that person for a couple, a year or mm-hmm. years. So you'd have studied that person, mm-hmm. and you'd have you'd know how to get through to that person. Actually, mm-hmm. try and find that person in the mood where you can speak to him. And but do you think we have to be particularly sensitive about how we speak to men or not? Actually, I, think, I really think yes. this has to go both ways, though. Yeah, because yeah. women can mm. be very difficult. Yeah, to yeah speak they to also well. can be moody, also as well, mm. and no one even speak yeah. when he's on the right side. He's calm down, he's eager at everything. He wants to talk, and the woman will be going out mm. her Hope way. Like, mm. You see, so I think both people will study each other, and they, they would have known that. Okay, today my wife is like this. I don't think I can bring up that question. Mm. So here's a very interesting thing. Uh, and it relates back to what Mandela said about uh, women empowerment earlier on. Um, so I find that a lot of, just take the workplace, for instance, a lot of women who are in pursuit of, of gender equality um, and proving themselves alongside men as um, equal contenders, right, end up taking on a very masculine um, type of quality about them so a lot of women CEOs for instance I mean I'm assuming it's happening less and less because the the, the workplace has been such a male dominated area um, that culturally it is very masculine and so women feel like when they come and they try to prove themselves in that space that they have to become very masculine so they take on masculine qualities right Mm -hmm. and I think that can then maybe start um, applying in, in the home environment as well. If you feel like if you want to be as, as strong as your husband, you know, you've in some ways got to be like him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so I think with women like that, that men sometimes forget that they have female, they have certain feminine qualities that make them more, maybe emotional, maybe more vulnerable. Um, so do you, I mean, have you noticed this, this this problem with very powerful women that they don't, that men don't realize how, that they're actually so emotional and that they need to be treated a certain way? Do you think that's an issue at all? Well, you do get women that want to be the head of the house instead mm. of the man because the man is a very quiet person. The woman is the one who wants to stand and wear the trousers. But do you think that can work against a woman in any way? Trying to compete with a man or trying to be like a man. 
in order to assert herself. You know what I, I wonder is, should they be a head of the house or should should they be joint heads of the house? Uh, I think they they should be head of the house. Yeah, they because should be. we can't both be head of the house. A woman's no. got to be a woman, a man's got to mm. be a man. Yeah. Mm. So women's, this is, this is what I'm trying to get into. Because now there's this confusion of roles. You know, when there's a confusion of roles, there can be a confusion of personalities. Mm. Do you see what I mean? So because of that, do you think... Like, I know... Uh, being quite a strong female that sometimes I don't let on to people that I'm extremely sensitive and vulnerable. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, because they assume that my, my, my levels of confidence, of intelligence uh, somehow mean, you know, because I can, I can sit in a conversation with a room of men and hold my own, some, somehow now I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the boys. Right yeah. when I'm not actually, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they'll say things or they'll direct things at me in a way that they would speak among each other, and they don't sit the same way with me, and they don't understand then how suddenly I'm sensitive, but I'm a but I'm a guy, but I'm a girl, but I'm a guy, but I'm a girl. <laughs> it's like extremely confusing for them. <laughs> so it's just it's 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 very interesting to me how that would affect communication mm. in a marriage. I think if, like a woman if like I think she should as women we should leave being bosses and CEOs at work then yes, when we okay. get home we get to our partners then we do what you are supposed to do at home Yeah. because if like we are at home we want to be these managers big CEOs there's always going to be a problem because I, yeah because when you get into a marriage, there is always one husband and one woman. How so, how do you how do you um, prevent yourself from feeling undermined in a relationship? I think there should be like you know if there is things like that as a couple, you should have a time for yourself like a husband and a wife, and sit down and talk if the if you are not angry. I, I yeah. <laughs> no, if I agree are, with you. I if you are not angry, because you know, if you are angry, you always take bad decisions. Mm. But guys, yeah. if there's one thing that I've learned, um, is that sometimes you've got to let guys win. Men. Mm. Honestly, <laughs> and I know <laughs> you're rolling your eyes. <laughs> but I think, and I think that, but that, that applies in the other direction as well. You've got to make, I just feel like you've got to, you've got to pick your battles. And in any situation where I feel like someone's ego, um, someone, someone has a lot more to lose than me or some, something is going to affect some, someone a lot more than me, then I let it go. That is mm. coddling them too much, mm. I think. And I, I think it's creating bad habits because then they might assume that, you know, based on them being right then, that that is normal. I think you've got to realize what's important to somebody in any given disagreement and weigh that against your own interests. And if somebody has something more to lose, I think that like, like Mandla said, our boys should be raised differently. Women are fighting 
to show the strength that they actually have. And if we're still the ones that feel like, yeah, fine, he'll, he'll, he's got a lot to lose. Let's rather let him be. That is still us compromising the things that we are capable of doing. So I think boys should absolutely just be raised differently. And so should women. There are things as a woman that I, I personally would, would want to do and want to feel like I had some, some more expertise and authority over in the home. And those are just feminine things, right? You know, that just come out of being a nurturer and, and being a mother where I wouldn't want to be sidelined or questioned either. It's just we've got to draw the line, I think, between nature and nurture when, when it comes to that. Because I don't think women and men are ever going to completely swap roles. Absolutely. No, and I don't even think that's the fight at all, at all, ever. I just think that women have very actively been limited to certain things that they shouldn't have had limits to. So basic things like voting, basic things like working, hmm. you know? So it's, it's those things that are the fight, not, oh, I want to be a man. I want to take over what men do. That, that has never been the fight. Whoever made it that. And that's what that I'm addressing. That wasn't what it, that's yeah. what I'm addressing because I think that it takes on those superficial, mm. superficial things sometimes. Yeah. That's how it is now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I, but I think you know it's like you said the slingshots. Yeah. The boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you call Even it? In the That's Bible, what it is. Mm. The Bible. I don't really know the Bible that much, but it does say there's a portion that you can see men on their side and the women. Women got a few things to do. They cannot. Absolutely. Challenge the men. They yes. cannot. We cannot lie about testosterone and estrogen. Child. It's just mm. we are built differently biologically, mm. and therefore there are certain strengths and weaknesses mm. that we mutually have that we've got to respect. Mm. That's all that I'm saying. Because even in the 21st century, yes, I can be educated more than the men, and I want to be just because I'm educated and I want to be in the men's shoes. But there's going to be a stop somewhere. We are left to stand as a woman, not as a man. Okay, so talk to us about cheating then. It is a challenge because if the man starts having an the man starts having an affair, it becomes a problem in in the house. Do Do you think men have more affairs than women? Um, from From your experience, <laughs> this twenty first century, you get you get some that's equal 50 50 yeah but in some cases some women are still faithful to their husbands mm. because um sometimes you can get a married couple right they church going mm. but then the man gets tempted to an affair and comes out of that christianity and starts doing the wrong things and then there lies a problem mm. and then you will get a woman okay they're not uh, more into Christianity you'll get the woman is the one who's the problem mm. who's having an affair and the man is the one who's what the quiet one are you mentioning this because you feel that it is actually a very serious problem like do you believe it's very prevalent in 21st century marriages and that's breaking a lot of marriages hmm. because you even get people having um, children out of marriage. Hmm. So why is this thing happening more, do you think, nowadays? Uh, is it is it linked to what you said about commitment? Nobody wants to commit it, anymore. Part of it could be because sometimes I really don't understand why 
man would go out and have an affair. What is it that you're not giving or they're not getting? <laughs> what about access? It could also lead to that. I wonder if technology and instant, instant mm. connectivity has anything to do with it. Mm. You know, maybe before it was much harder to um, have a relationship alongside your marriage because there were too many logistics involved. But now because people are so connected... That might be part of the reason. Yeah, this technology also brings problems. People will be on <laughs> WhatsApp. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Long time ago, maybe uh, for people to have affairs, it, it will be, I don't know, very difficult. Mandla, I see you have a lot to say about this. I think this thing of cheating, I think I'll say it's 50-50. Women mm. cheat as well. Mm. Have you have and you this, seen that in any of the houses that you've worked in? I've seen it. I've seen it, and you know, marriage is just people divorcing. Yeah, yeah. I think some on some of the things, some of the problems is is the if people don't have respect for each other. You come from work, it's that fighting every day, it's shouting and screaming every day. Then the the partner who's being shouted it every at every day will start looking on the other side, where he or she will be welcomed with open hands and and being comforted and things like that. That's why I said that you know in a in a marriage people should learn to sit down and talk of the things they are not happy with, or if you are angry you must let yourself cool down first. Then you see how your partner is then because after some years you know which are the weakness points of your husband or your wife. What when can you talk to him or him? Then you sit down and talk of things that you know this thing like this, I'm not happy about it and things like that. Because if you shout every day, he's going she or he is going to leave you and go somewhere else. On that note, uh let's end part one of this conversation um, join us next time on the Maid Sessions with Cliff Central until then have a good one please make sure to follow our Twitter page <laughs> on at Maid Project M-A-I-D-E Project and also make sure to follow our Facebook page which is simply the Maid Sessions M-A-I-D-E as well cliffcentral.com